Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Main Street Universe, the show and network reminding you that the mysteries and possibilities of the universe are closer to Main Street than you may have ever imagined. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Green Magic, Green Medicine with your host, Miss Susan Weed. I'm Daniel Michael. And we are continuing our discussion of the 13 sacred trees right after this. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Everything's finished. 
And there's always a temptation, especially when the studio, it's a home studio. We have it out in the, we, we converted the shed. And so there's always an urge to go, oh, you know what, I bet I can go do that better. And at some point, yeah. you just got to make a statement and say, that's it, we're done, stop, everybody stop. <laughs> Is the singing on key? Okay, fine, let's go. <laughs> yes, there's a point at which you have to say, ah, like all other human beings, I am flawed. Exactly. And that's okay. That's okay. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross used to tease us because I was with her during the I'm okay, you're okay era. And she used to say to us, I'm going to have a T-shirt made that says, you're not okay. And I'm not okay. (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) Because, of course, she did dealt with people at terminal diagnosis. To tell them you're okay was crazy. Of course they weren't okay. They were going to die. But as Elizabeth put it, we're all going to die. Exactly. So, again, then, it's Actually, okay. So, okay. Like I told my boss, I always, I always, because he worries a lot and he panics and he, and he kind of has heart problems, too. And so, oh. always saying affirmations. I'm always saying, oh, okay, oh, that's good. Oh, we're good. Everything's fine. And he's right. like, why are you saying everything's from Romania? Everything is fine. I'm like, well, it is. He's like, what is we talking Well, I believe in reincarnation, so, hey, we're fine. Right, we're fine. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> or if you don't, then you won't be worrying about it anyway, right? <laughs> uh, there's nothing. <laughs> what do you want me to worry for? Right. Do we really, really want to worry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have been looking, as you said, at the trees of the 13 moons. And this is not a theme that's personal to me or that I've developed personally. It's very, very old, and because it's involved with uh, Celtic magic, because it's involved with Druidism, because it's involved with trees, a lot of people are very, very interested. And I told you that I would continue to tell you more about some books that are available and that have to do with the trees of the 13 moons. And the one I want to focus on this evening is called Ogum, the Celtic Oracle of the Trees. Now, again, let's remember that Ogum um, predates the runes, and the runes were probably... Um, something that grew out of Ogum, which was a very simple, uh, but not just alphabetic language, because there were a lot of symbolisms attached to each one of the Ogum characters, of which the tree symbolism is merely one, certainly the most popular of them. And I, this is written by Paul Rise Mountfort. Ogum, the Celtic Oracle of the Trees. This book was put out in 2002 by Destiny Books, so it's not a, a terribly old book. This is this is a matter of some current interest to quite a few people. And here is what Paul Rice has to tell us about um, Sa- Sally the Willow. And he says it is widely identified the moon goddess, reflecting classical mythology, in which willow is the tree of the moon. 
Circe, for instance, is a funereal goddess of the willow grove. And Hecate, a goddess of moon magic and witchcraft, is also to be found in the willow grove. Hecate's role as a sorceress who made magic at crossroads and graveyards helps to explain the association of the willow with witchcraft and night. Similarly, the Sumerian goddess Belili, who ruled over the moon, love, and the underworld, was associated with the willow. Robert Graves linked Belili with the Celtic river goddess Belisana, who he believes was also a moon goddess. The moon was originally regarded as male by the Celts. Hmm. Do you find that somewhat surprising? Yeah. Yeah. We so believe that what we believe is the only way to believe that it is. it rocks our boats when we find out that, oh no, other people, people just like us, in fact, have believed something differently a hundred years ago. Little girls were dressed in blue because it was a calm color, and little boys were dressed in pink because it was like a young Mars. Mm. I understand that. Mm. Right, and we're just so, oh, you know, so sure that girls love pink. And so... Well, in fact, most of the world's people identify the moon as a man and the sun as a woman. So at uh, if I'm at the next public ritual now, I'm going to say Father Moon and just see what everybody says. <laughs> see what happens, right? See what happens when you start, you know, saying hey. And what I was told by an indigenous person when I brought this up was, well, it is obvious that the sun is female because the sun is dependable. <laughs> The sun is always there, and the sun loves you no matter what you do. And it is obvious that the moon is male because the moon comes and goes. And you have to know its pattern to understand it. Now, that said, one of the reasons that we associate women with the moon is because the menstrual cycle and the lunar cycle. And much has been said about these being similar or close to the same. And, of course, we have some very old cave art of a a woman with her hand over her uh, pubic area and holding aloft a horn with 13 lines on it, symbolizing half a menstrual cycle. And do note that the menstrual cycle can vary, but the moon cycle doesn't. So the willow is very much involved with all of this. The 18th century saga, The Voyage of Maldoin's Boat, the crew arrive in a mysterious location named the Island of the Crystal Keep. They saw approaching them a white-necked woman, attired in a robe of swan's brilliance, 
and they knew her for a woman of wisdom and fair deeds. About her white mantle an edging of red gold, delightfully lustrous, and upon her feet sandals of silver. Her mantle was fashioned by a brooch of fair silver, silver with twisted gold work and fine craftsmanship. Yellow locks of gold hung from her head, and her going was gracious. And beneath the fair bridge, like a holy place, was hidden a well of pure water, and next to it the willow tree. This beautiful and greatly favored woman was busy pouring out draughts of the invigorating liquid. Now it is evident, says the author, that this is Caridwin. Caridwin is the Welch Queen of Witches. In the 16th century, the story of Taliesin, elements of which can date to the 9th century or even earlier, Caridwin is depicted as a powerful woman who gathers herbs to work her spells. It is even possible that Caridwin was partly inspired by Mediterranean sources, suggesting an early admixture of Celtic and Mediterranean classical lore. Caridwin is water, and Caridwin is night, and thus by implication she is the moon. She presides over the cauldron of death and rebirth, and in the form of a black hen swallows the lad, Guion, into the darkness of her womb where he emerges nine months later, reborn as Taliesin, the radiant brow, the one we know as Merlin. Folklore, <clears throat> excuse me, folklore associates willow with divining or witching. Have you ever heard of anybody witching for water? Yes, with the three-pointed stick and you walk around until it vibrates and all of that. What kind of stick? Is it hazel? Either hazel or willow. Hazel or willow, yeah, okay. Right, and one of the when we will get to witch hazel, which is one of the trees, um, strangely enough, um, and hazel, and the witch hazel is called witch hazel because hazel is used for witching, which means to divine for water. Willow is a particularly good wood for dowsing because willow loves water. Sale's connection, thus, is to divination, to psychic powers, and to clairvoyance. So the magic wand made of willow heightens our ability to see what is and to see what will be. <clears throat> Willow's link, excuse me, <clears throat> Willow's link with divination may be alluded to in this strange scene. A group of clowns is performing tricks for the god of the ocean. And one of those tricks was, a man of them took nine straight willow rods and threw them up to the rafters of the house and then catched them again as they came down, he standing on one leg. Such clowning gestures may be an allusion to an ancient ritual practice as nine is a sacred number, and the act of standing on one foot is a druidical procedure that has to do with clairvoyance. 
The song of the forest trees warns us, burn not the willow, a tree sacred to the poets. Now, you remember from one of our first talks about willow, I talked about burning willow, right? Yeah. And that it had such a remarkably bad smell that we were very glad that we did not put it in our wood stove. So, (laughs) hey, certainly the willow may be dedicated to the poets, and that is all well and good. But truthfully, I think that this admonition against burning willow is not so much at a protection of the poets, but at a protection of yourself from the bad smell. And if you make that bad smell in the neighborhood, the neighbors are going to get on your case, too. Right. All right. In the classical world, Orpheus receives the gift of mystic eloquence by touching a willow tree. If you wish to be eloquent or to see what needs to be seen, willow is there to help you. And that is just part of what Paul Rice Montefort says. That's that's just one page out of many, many, many pages that he has on Willow and each one of the trees of the 13 moons. Willow is the fifth lunation. Sally. It is the secret. It is the private mark. It is the joyous activity of bees, and it is the very best dancer. One of the reasons that the willow is the joyous activity of the bees is that the willow blooms with catkins. And we see these catkins, especially in the pussy willow, but if you look at even the weeping willows, you will see these little catkins that the willow makes. And they're little flowers, and in, they have a lot of nectar, and the bees especially like that nectar, and especially because it's early on in the spring. So the bees are quite joyous. And, of course, I don't need to explain why the willow is the best dancer, especially if we think of the, the weeping willow and its branches sweeping in the wind, dancing in the wind. A willow wand, as we've said, is used for divination, to increase your powers of divination. It, a willow wand is used for moon magic, if you're doing magic with the moon, the willow wand, because of its connection to the moon, will strengthen that moon magic. A willow wand is for joy. When you are wishing the best for yourself and others, choose a willow wand because the willow makes wishes come true and although it is a tree of death, it is nonetheless a tree that reminds us to take joy in our lives. Remember, the willow so loves the goddess that she leaps from the goddess's earthen breast and returns again to her. Willow is one of the original box flower essences. And I've always been so touched by Bach's story that he was a pediatrician uh, during the time when children were regularly bled for childhood diseases. And, and, you know, the blood put on the windowsill for the kids to fly away. And this hurt his heart. 
And when he retired, he was walking in the forest, and he heard the trees saying that they could help him. So, the, again, it's the flower essence of the willow here. So it's not the willow leaves, and it's not the willow bark. He's not trying to make an herbal remedy. He takes these willow catkins, the joy of the bees, and made a flower essence of it. And he gives this to those who are experiencing bitterness and resentment. And I think that is so beautiful because, to me, bitterness and resentment make us stand still and they make us lock down and they make us tight and unyielding. And, of course, willow is exactly the opposite of that. Willow is open, free, moving, and yielding. We talked last week about willow being used to make wicker furniture. Yes. Also, embroidery hoops and harps. The traditional wood for making a harp is willow because it can be bent into that harp-like shape. I was also surprised to find that cricket bats are made from willow. You'll recall that the tree just two before willow, the ash tree, the tree of the third moon, was used for baseball bats Mm. and the willow for the cricket bats. There is a hormone in the willow that causes roots to grow. Also, remember back to our very first talk about willow. Uh, the willow that I burned from that that row of big trees by the pond where I lived, and the man who came and wanted to know how his willow trees were doing because the pond had been made when he was a boy, and he took willow sticks, and he stuck them in the mud along the edge of the pond, and they grew into these enormous willow trees. And it's not just willow that will root. The hormone that's in the willow makes other plants root as well. And you can actually go out to a garden supply store and buy um, hormonal rooting power, which is powder, which is to this day still, I believe, made from willow. Or you can just soak some willow in water and then use that water for the plant that you wish to root. Now, there are plants that make roots easily if you just put them in water, like mints do, and some houseplants make roots easily if you put them in water. But we're talking about something far harder to do here. We're talking about rooting things that don't necessarily root when you just put them in water. But the growth hormone, the root hormone in the willow will actually cause that to be done. There are so many goddesses who are associated with the willow. And I read you a little bit about what um, our author of the evening, Paul Rice Montefort, um, had to say about some of the goddesses. And he was talking about Hecate. And another name for Hecate is Trivia. And um, Trivia literally means three ways, tri-via. And Hecate was the goddess of the three ways. She was the goddess of the crossroads. So you're standing in one of the roads, and ahead of you are three different ways that you can go. So Hecate is 
the triple goddess in those three roads, in those three possibilities. And this is why nine is such a sacred number, because nine is the three times three. It is the maiden, the mother, and the crone, and the beginning and the middle and the end of each one of those. The Greeks called the willow Helis or Helicon, and they believed that the nine muses, who they considered orgiastic priestesses of the moon goddess, hung out in the willow tree in between orgies. Right. So that if you wanted to experience joy or fun or get poetic inspiration, all you had to do was to go and take a nap under the willow tree. And the nine muses would come to you in your dreams and bring you pleasure, although you were also warned that they could bring you pleasure that would bring you to tears. The willow tree combines love and death. And there are many goddesses who are love and death. Goddesses as well. Dana, Fige, Holda, Held, Hildi, Godas, and Ostara. Ostara gives us the word star. And she becomes Astarte. So the willow spirals deep, deep into the mysteries, into the myths, into the symbology. And in many, many places where willow grows, it is assumed that if you wish to talk to someone who has died, then you have that conversation under the willow tree. That you go and you sit beneath the boughs of the willow and you call up the spirits of those who have passed over or you can call up the spirit guides that you have or perhaps you would want to call up the elves or the fairies in the hidden place between the trunk of the willow and its branches as they rise up from the earth and return again to the earth. There in that secret spot in the willow, we go to hone our ability to see and to ask for guidance and help from the willow. That the willow may teach us how to bend and how to find a way to play more in our lives, remembering the joy of the bees and willow being the good dancer. The next tree, the sixth tree, is a favorite of mine, and that's Hawthorne. And Hawthorne is a really incredible medicine. All parts of the Hawthorne 
can be used medicinally. The leaves, the flowers, the haws, and even the bark on occasion, although not very often. So we'll be back next week to talk about the sixth illumination, Hoth, the Hawthorne. And I want to thank everybody for being here and remind you all that I have a wonderful website that my fabulous daughter has done with so many pages of information. It's truly staggering. She is just wonderful at creating situations and archiving those situations. So there's literally thousands of archived pages of information at SusanWeed.com. And for people who are interested in my books, um, my classes for the year, and I am going to be out on the West Coast in several places. I'm going to be in California. I'm going to be in Oregon. I'm going to be in Washington. And I might even be up in British Columbia this year. And you can find information about those books and my schedule at wisewomanbookshop.com. And there is a link <clears throat> right there on the page where you're listening to the Wise Woman Bookshop. Dot com so that you can easily get there. I don't have any books about the Ogham or the Trees of the Thirteen Moons. That's why I'm being so specific, letting you know who the author and the publisher are so that if you are interested in delving further um, into these things, you can get these books for yourself. They are all such a delight and such a a, a beautiful way to deepen our experiences with the trees. Again, from Paul Rise, Willow is Salia, or Salix. It is the color of a lifeless one, white, white. Willow is the hue of lifeness, lifeless. It is the hue of deadness. Willow is the beginning of loss and the falling in love. Willow is the great joy of the bees. The bees will return. Spring is coming. Green blessings to you, Daniel. Thanks for providing the Main Street universe for us all, and green blessings to everybody out there listening. All right. Thank you, Susan, for joining us once again for Green Magic, Green Medicine. Very informative show, as always. And everybody will be back again next week. And, Susan, I did want to say that I will be absent, but I have one of my other hosts that will be sitting and doing my part next week. <clears throat> okay, good. Enjoy. So uh, it's someone you may have met before, actually. Um, uh, it's uh, Queen Mother Imaku. I don't know if you remember her or have, have met her before. Um, but uh, she oh, how exciting! Sitting. Oh, I'm thrilled. Yeah, yeah, we have. She she's returning. She made a move, and now she's coming back to the network. I, I think maybe for a once a month or a twice a month show. We, we're kind of doing that a lot. There's a lot of coming and going. We're expanding, and some people are coming back for once a month. So it'll make us bigger and bigger and bigger, basically. You know, as we go. And so we That's have been. Great. Well, ask her if she has any Willow stories to share with us. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I just heard the other day about how things, uh, she was talking about how things, when there's a problem in an area, how something grows to help take care of it for you and all sorts of things. But I know we're running out of time. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. I'll talk to you in a few weeks then. Okay. It'll be, yeah, two weeks, but but she'll be here. She'll do exactly what I'm doing, and and you guys could say hi and all that, and... and, uh, Us gals. uh, Just right. That's right. (laughs) Anyway, thank you again very much. Green blessings, everybody. Green blessings, Daniel. All right. Thank you. Forbidden Archaeology Forgotten History Divination Magic Cryptozoology UFOs Nature Science and Spirit All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network Archaeology, Forgotten History, Divination, Magic, Cryptozoology, UFOs, Nature, Science, and Spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.